Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Island has been destroyed by giant birds. Welcome to episode 28 of the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub. And across the table from me this evening, as with all evenings, well, that's a, all show evenings, all show evenings, my, my co-host and fearless acolyte, or faithful acolyte, Stratosphere. Hi, kids. Okay, before we get started on this evening's film, first off, I want to toss off our email address in case you wish to contact us. And what would that email address be? That email address would be geeksexplainitall at gmail.com. Which would be right if we were on the other show. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's edit in. Uh, I forgot what it is. SecretLayerPodcast at gmail.com. Okay. It's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday, folks. But that's then again, right. that seems to be at all time. So anyway, our film for this, our 28th episode, what would that be? Well, the it's a 1995 classic, at least in our book, called Gamera, Guardian of the Universe. That's right, folks. We got a good one for you this time. Yeah, we... Uh, 
we we were a little bit uh, struggling last week, so we decided to crank up the fun again and give you something that's that's just a good old fashioned make some popcorn, put your feet up, and enjoy the kaiju goodness. That's right. Okay, and the best place to start with this would be the, the plot. plot. Okay, the uh, the year is 1995, as I said. It starts off with a small ship, the Kariu Maru, uh, which uh, is a, a ship carrying plutonium, cl- collides with a floating... Okay, it keeps saying atoll. I want to say island, just because that's easier to say. That's, that's fine, that's fine. And uh, actually, it's it, I first thing I notice is that it's actually a neat little uh, parallel to the original uh, Gojira. Because, How so? Because you you start off with a bunch of guys on the ship, and like there's there's something uh, there's something unknown, and they're all like panicking. Okay. Which I, which I thought the kind of kind of a little callback, which considering this movie was supposed to was. Uh, basically a reboot of the Gamera franchise. Yeah, I got rid of a lot of the silliness. Uh, almost all the silliness, but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So anyway, this is off the eastern coast of the Philippines. Uh, they've had several things occur in the area, and a team of scientists led by Naoya Kusanagi are called to investigate the island as it approaches Japan. Okay, that would be the female scientist? Uh, yes, sure, let's go with that. Okay, boy, she was really cute, but the way she was dressed through a lot of this, we had basically the 80s meet the 90s, or the 80s finally reached Japan. Well, which is ironic, since a a lot of, uh, especially since the the 80s, Japan kind of has taken the lead on a lot of uh, fashion things. A lot of America is kind of following, look at the the success of uh, Hello Kitty. Okay, I'll I'll give you that, but I'm just thinking like, um, you know, the big shoulders, the uh, dude in the uh, polo shirt later on, he had the popped collar. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, ornithologist, that's a bird scientist for those of you. Okay, this is the one we're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mayumi Nagamini is called to the uh, go-to archipelago. Boy, there's a lot of syllables in this thing. To investigate a mysterious village attack claimed to have been caused by a giant bird, air quotes. Further descent into the forest leads the investigation crew to encounter the, air quote, giant bird. (laughs) That's right, the giant bird. Yeah, that has a triangular head and eats raw meat. (laughs) Well, anybody familiar with the uh, Gamera series is fully aware of what this thing is. Right. But I thought they kept enough uh, mystery that those who are new to the franchise in general would kind of be like, well, what the heck's up with that? Yeah. Now, during the during the investigation, because they go actually looking, trying to find out what happens to some scientists, Right. there is a scene very reminiscent of a scene in Jurassic Park, which I don't know if this came, I believe this came after the book. But if you remember this, I believe it was Dr. Sandler. Okay. The lady doctor, where she's digging through the triteris, triceratops mm-hmm. uh, stuff. I don't know. I, I hate to interrupt. I don't know that I've ever actually seen any any of the movies. Uh, I've read oh, the really? I've read the I've read the books uh, a couple times, but it's one of those movies I always meant to see and just never did. 
Okay, well, there's a scene where she's basically digging through a great big pile of uh, Triceratops dung. Okay. And apparently this scientist lady is digging through a great big pile of giant bird dung. Right. Because she pulls out like a pen and a pair of glasses. Yeah, which is um, the... Well, that's the uh, scientist, that the first one I mentioned, I think. Right, and she's kind of going looking for him, and wow, all that's left that's, is his pen and his glasses. Yeah, so... Wow, so that's kind of like in that one episode of Scrubs where Turk gives Carla this pen, and okay. it turns out to be the butt pen, because they have a whole box of stuff they pull out of people's butts, and his pen was in there, and he gave it to Carla. How we how we went from Gamera to Scrubs? I, I um, well, I was just thinking about the whole pen thing. Is all. Okay, all right. We never tangent ever. No, we never draw strange analogies between one show and another. But the problem is now you're now you're two for, you're over two on stuff that I've actually uh, watched before. <laughs> I know I never watched Scrubs. Oh, okay. Well, let's see if I can hit the hat trick at some point during uh, this. Oh, I'm I have. Utter- well, wait a minute. No, that would be the. That would be the episode of Geeks Explain It All. Oh, right. Shattering. So I think I got the hat trick today. Woo! Okay. Go Red Wings. <laughs> Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, Hockey references, kids. Learn them, know them, live them. So anyway, the island investigation team encounter uh, several stone amulets and a stone slab at the center of an anomalous formation. That would be the previously mentioned atoll. Yeah, I keep calling it an island because atoll is just too hard for me to say for some reason. Just now, it should be mentioned that it's nothing atoll. <laughs> See, that's what I keep thinking of. So. Oh, okay. Well, it should be mentioned that wh- there is a gentleman that's on this expedition to this island or whatever, mm-hmm. who earlier in the movie, and I'm blanking here. I think he was a pilot or he was on that ship. Yeah. And he talked his way into getting on to this expedition, and he is there as well. But meanwhile, on the island... On the island, they find this uh, stone slab, and strange writing engraved reveals the names of Gamera, the guardian of the universe, and Gauss. Did I say it right that time? I believe you did. See, see now, th- 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 this is something I've been working on for the last year and a half, because the very first episode you and I reviewed together was the second part of this trilogy, and I remember I struggled with, with the pronunciation of Gauss. I don't think Gauss was in that one. We did Gamera versus Gauss, I but, thought. Or Space Gauss. That was in Gamera versus Gyron. Gyron, yeah. Oh, well, maybe that was it. Okay. Yep, I all remember. Right. All right, I'm just all over the place here. I remember. Okay, so the atoll, island, whatever, suddenly starts to quake, and the slab is destroyed. As the scientists are thrown into the water, Marine Officer Yoshinari Yonomori encounters the eye and tusk of the. You know other. that's how you know that's how they, that's how they say Aquaman over there, right? Oh, okay. And you know what he said when he hit the water? Outrageous! Wrong show, sorry. But it's always a good time for DBAM. And if you don't know what DBAM is, listen to episode twenty-three of Geeks Explain It All. And it all will be explained to you. And if you haven't yet, why not? See, sorry. I was just getting ready to take a drink of water, so he beat me to it. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, back in Japan, uh, Miss Nagamini, Nag- yeah, Nagamini, agrees to aid the government to capture the, I'm going to do this every time, air quote, giant birds. 
That's right. And um, this would be the 1990 version or 1995 version of Kumi Mizuno. Yes. He is just so cute. I have noticed something about these uh, about these Gamera films, especially. Okay. A lot of the actors that they do put into these roles mm-hmm. don't look what you would call stereotypically Chinese or Japanese. You know, I thought that was just me, and it, this is such a slippery slope to have a conversation on because what what is a you know what what defines a a, a Japanese person? No, I, I understand that. I'm just thinking more along the lines of. What your typical uninformed person in this country might think. I will say there there were several actors, especially actors in minor roles in this particular movie, that had had you taken them out of context, I might not have even known they were Japanese. They did not have the, the, again, stereotypical slant eyes or whatever. Again, I'm not saying that to be racist, but the, the... what the, what the stereotypical defining characteristics? Right. Um, I'm not sure if they did this for cross or international appeal, or if just because that's what sells over there. I don't know. But well, I, I keep in mind they were trying to do a reboot of the franchise. I'm sure they were probably thinking overseas market. So I, I, I've a feeling that you know played into it probably to one extent or another. But even uh, the one uh, the father. That was um, right. He was the leader of the expedition to that island, incidentally. Uh, well, he looked—I want to say—more Filipino than Japanese. I know a, a tiny little bit about Asian culture, and and with his darker complexion, he actually looked a lot more uh, uh, Filipino than Japanese, which is kind of a more southern region, therefore a darker complexion. But very, very interesting. I I thought that was just me that noticed that, but I'm I'm kind of glad to. That you pointed you feel out. vindicated now, right? Well, as much as I ever do. Um, anyway, so the three creatures, the, the quote, giant birds, are lured away from the Goto Archipelago to the... Archipelago. Or Archipelago? Ar- never... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the series of islands. Archipelago. I don't know. Yeah. To the... Okay, if I'm having trouble with that, this one's real good. The Fukuoka Dome... Baseball stadium, home of the Hawks. Look it up, because I did. And I have to say the miniature work, at least, well, they use the actual stadium for quite right. a bit of it, but they did have some miniature work in an upcoming scene. Yeah. And it was pretty damn good. I thought so, too. Uh, prior to commencing this operation, Yonamori arrives to the dome to warn the military of a 60-meter creature approaching Fukuoka. Who could that be? However, his claims are, of course, ignored. Naturally. You know how short these movies would be if people actually paid attention to yeah. the well, warnings. Yeah, well, again, this, well, this was a reboot. No, no one knew of, of... Oh, that's true. Now, by the second or third movie, then you're like, really? How many times does, does a major Japanese city need to be destroyed before you start paying attention to the guy that's warning you? But I digress. Yeah. Um. So the operation commences. The birds land upon seeing large chunks of meat laid down for them inside the stadium and are soon attacked with tranquilizers, all except for one, which makes its escape. Go ahead. Upon reaching the harbor, the bird is attacked and killed by the giant turtle, Yurtle. No, 
Not Yertle, Gamera. Now, I, if I, there, when they find the atoll earlier, mm-hmm. or the little island earlier, there are all these little pieces of metal there. Right. And they give or the one that was on the ship that talked his way into being on the expedition yeah. gives one of these pieces of metal to the leader of the expedition's daughter. Is it metal or kind of more of a marble? I, it's p- actually, I think they actually refer to it as metal. Oh, okay. It, well, one of these strange objects, they give it to... It looked to me kind of like it was made out of onyx, if you're familiar with oh, that. Oh, it could have been. It could have been, and it did glow. It looks like a big comma, folks. Or an apostrophe, if you're optimistic. Well, there you go. And it um, somehow links his daughter to Gamera. Yeah. I mean, when Gamera gets injured, she gets injured. Yeah, and it's kind of surprising, too, because he gets he gets nailed by a laser coming out of the Gauss at one point, and she's on the ground watching it, and all of a sudden, like, major blood starts ripping out of her arm, and it, it, it kind of throws you, actually, I think, because you're not really expecting blood blood in, in a kaiju movie. Right. Now, she does show up in Attack of Legion as well. Because I remember during the review, uh, okay. you said I didn't understand what the connection was. Uh, yeah, I remember saying that. Well, okay, obviously now yeah. I get it. It's always meant to ask you why we started with the second movie instead of, instead of the first one in this. Yeah, that was the one I was watching at that point. Ah, okay. So laziness is what well, you're saying. No, actually what it was was <laughs> I kept trying to find on the second one, they had something called Lake Texarkana. Uh, oh, okay, up. you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, it is on YouTube, but... Uh, Sadly, it wasn't on my DVDs, but... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Anywho. So, after the bird is attacked and killed by Gamera, Gamera is, oh, what's the word? Pissed. And he's, a, he's a little tweaked. Yeah. So, he rampages his way across the city to reach the dome, attempting to destroy the birds. He does not care what gets in his path. His job is to destroy the birds. That's right. And this is where that... So it's real... Angry Birds in, in reverse, really. Yeah, because the uh, green thing is trying to get the birds. Yeah. Um, now, I will say... God, every time I see Gamera from now, I'm going to hear that Angry Birds music playing in my head. Have you ever played Angry Birds Star Wars? Yes. I've played the free version, and... I, it's... I, it adds a little something to... I, I, you know, I have so many other things that... Did you play I, Bad Piggies yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, that's that's kind of a diff- completely different game with the same characters. It's really weird. You know, I think at some point we ought to do a show called There's an App for That. <laughs> I think we could uh, <laughs> I think we could really do something with Great that. Great time wasters. Maybe we see if Matt wants to go. Matt is like the king of interesting apps on his phone. Oh, okay. All right, well. But anyway, back to back to the plot. Um, I was starting to say the miniature work at the point where Gamera attacks the stadium. Yes. Phenomenal. Some of the best I think I've seen. I thought so, too. I, you know, when you, lose your, when you lose yourself in the illusion of you're not even looking at, you know, oh, that's just, that's just a mock-up of the stadium, when it actually looks like, holy crap, there's giant things attacking this giant uh, building or, or construction, I mean, that's good work. Yeah. Now, of course, it had been... Now, uh, off the top of your head, do you know when the previous Gamera movie had been 
the last one prior to this? I want to say it was a quite a gap. You know, I, I kept meaning to have the... I'll tell you what, I can have the answer for you in a moment, but continue. Okay. So, the birds manage to wake up and escape before the turtle reaches them. And then uh, it's kind of a neat effect because Gamera basically uh, turns on his flying jets, which are what uh, how he flies, and... It's really well done because, I mean, he Gamera's done that from the very beginning, but in the past it looked like, oh, like a really weak flamethrower or one of the, one of those. It looked like somebody stuck a, stuck a big lighter in the uh, openings almost. Yeah, I mean, it's just this little flame. Now, in, in the new reboot in this movie, I mean, this stuff looks white hot. Matter of fact, that was actually something I thought stretched the credibility a little bit, is the fact that this stuff looks so white-hot intense, it looks like the heat should have really, like, injured nearby people, is is how fiery and intense this, this heat looks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But instead, it's just, um, it's like a, a, a nice breeze, or, you know, a, a windstorm kind of buffets people back. Is, well, plus, is, at least in this, this one, um, when they... When you see all that heat, you also, I mean, the smoke actually makes sense coming out of there. Oh, yeah, but it's its really well done. It's a big improvement over the original Gamera. Okay, the last film before this one was Gamera Super Monster from 1980, so we're talking about a 15-year gap. Okay, that's about, about what I thought. So in 15 years, they really worked on, uh, makes you wonder if they had a plan all along to someday reboot it you know, work on the technology and all that. So, all right. Now, meanwhile, back at the Kusanagi house, he reveals to Yonomori and his daughter Asagi, that's the one that has the link to Gamera, right. that the slab tells the name of the creatures, the giant turtle being Gamera and the birds are Gaius. Now, Yonomori get, then gives Asagi one of the uh, ambulance. Oh, I thought he'd already done this at this point. No, no, it's when, when they're... Uh, and I, I gotta say, in this movie, I love the daughter because she's so snarky and she's got a nice couple nice little, like, where she's... little lines where she's making fun of her over-protective dad and... the Yeah, the, it's not like in the older Gamera movies where the kids, you just... you almost hoped something would step on them. Well... Kids and women in general, and I think it's a, a really a reflection of how much Japanese culture has grown because women are much more considered equals. They're they're not uh, second class citizens as they sometimes, not always, but sometimes were portrayed back in say the 50s and 60s. So I I thought that was a lot of progress, and like I said, I don't much as much care for her in the second movie for the simple fact that. Now, now she's all moody and all that because of the link to Gamera, and I, I just didn't get a good read on her character at that point. I may actually go back and watch it now that I've seen how this whole thing started. But in this movie, she's wonderful. I, I just some of her snarky little lines. Uh, I've make, got make, a little bit of trivia about her too. Oh, go for it. Do you know who her father is in real life? Yes, not a clue. Steven Seagal. Get the heck out! Shut the front, front door. door. Yep. That's wild. Well, she had the ponytail. How could I? How could I? Oh, not? that's true. See now, if it, if it, if it would have says, 
Ayoko Fujitani is watching camera. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so he, he gets one of the little uh, commas or apostrophes or whatever, and a bond between her and Gamera soon exists. Now, they share the deciphered slab information with the Japanese military who have targeted Gamera as the enemy due to his immense size, which it strikes me as kind of stupid on their part because he's the one trying to save them. I know, but all they see is all the destruction. Well, in, in a way, he's... Gamera is sort of, you know, swatting a, fl- a fly with a hammer. It's like, well, there's there's a lot of collateral damage, and and I think it's, I guess it's kind of hard to overlook that. But I don't think they realize just how much worse it would be if he wasn't trying to fight the giant birds. I true, true. I just can't help but think of that movie I saw over the weekend and all collateral damage there. But that's a story for another time. Okay. So, all. Um, Kusanagi, Yonomori, Nagamini, Inimeni Manimo are all called to the Kiso mountain range for a Gauss attack on the village. Now, as they attempt to rescue a child, Gamera arrives in, ti- arrives in time to save them and stop the Gauss. Despite killing another one, the last Gauss escapes. Yeah, and it shows how much they've upgraded uh, his fire effect, too. I mean, it's like a Major fireball that just explodes. Oh yeah, and um, now is it is that the scene where they're like on the bridge? Yep. Uh, that was another sequence that I thought it was well done, but it actually kind of uh, stretched credibility just a little bit. The fact that this ginormous fireball is going about twenty feet over their heads, and they're just looking up like, oh. <laughs> And nary a singed hair between them. Not, no one, no. Didn't even ruffle her shoulder pads. Oh, man. Well, you know, they may, by the by the 90s, the shoulder pads had gotten a lot more quality, so, you, you know. Oh, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So, Asagi discovers that her unwilling bond with Gamera forces her to share the same pain Gamera suffers. As we said earlier, he gets hit with a laser from the Gaius, and she's, she's squirting blood like a fountain. And, um... Uh, she later heads to Mount Fuji after hearing on the radio of a military counterattack against Gamera occurring the following evening. Now, that's got a weir- really weird little scene with her getting in a, a cab. That's right. I have to get to Mount Fuji. Oh, we can't go there. Please. Okay. But but then he goes, and he's like crashing through the barriers. Is like, what is the deal with this guy? Oh, and he's, he's having the time of his life when he's doing it, too. He's like, I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait, you didn't want to take her, and now, now you're like, bonsai. <laughs> so I, I just was like, where did that come from? Now, it, it's funny, because we talked about how they'd gotten rid of a lot of the silliness of the first one, and that particular scene almost seems like a like a throwback to the earlier Gamera films as far as... It does, it does. So I mean, this movie... I mean, I'm was, sure that was intentional. Oh, at, well, you know, it's kind of like the... It's kind of like that one detective character that's... Or that cop or whatever that shows up throughout the whole thing. Right. I mean, he shows up as a security guard in the second one, and he actually appears in the third one as well. Oh, okay. But, um, I mean, he kind of has a... He's like the comic relief. Okay. Anyway... The counterattack on Gamera commences with the creature not fighting back. As soon as Asagi arrives to witness the attack, the final Gauss 
arrives to combat Gamera. Gauss managed to mortally wound the giant turtle and Asagi in the process, forcing him to retreat back to the ocean. Now, Asagi goes into a long, deep sleep at the hospital as Gamera slumbers to regain his energy. Which he tends to do in these films. Yes. Gamera always goes through this little dormant thing where he recharges. Now, they managed to figure it out that it's all the pollution and global warming and what have you that has made the Gaios able to return. Uh, They also find out that the Gaios species has only one chromosome, which, I don't know, I, I don't know a lot about science, but I thought, I was just like, no, wrong, sorry. Maybe they're try. Maybe they're trying to put it something along the lines of making all the animals female in Jurassic Park. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, or or they're giant tribbles with wings. Because don't forget, tribbles are born pregnant. Anyway, uh, so the final Gaius evolves into a super Gaius and attacks Tokyo. Now this forces the Japanese military to stop focusing on Gamera and start fighting Gaius. So, Gauss, Gauss, so I. Sorry, Relapse. that's okay. It looks like it looks like it should be pronounced. It's, it's G Y A O S for the record. So now this is the this is the one part of the whole movie that I would just I just thought looked stupid. It kind of brought the action to a halt for me. This this guy this Gauss is um, they're trying to kill him and they destroy like half of Tokyo Tower and then the Gauss forms a nest at the top of the tower and it just kind of goes to sleep until the next attack. Well, if I'm not mistaken, too, uh, again, I have to refer to the second movie. I think they actually keep a little bit of continuity by having the tower still partially destroyed in that movie. Well, I, could, I, I, don't, I don't dispute that, but it just it looks kind of silly in its little nest on, on top of the tower, <laughs> especially with all the military, you know, the helicopters and airplanes all around. It just, it looks goofy. So maybe well, it's just me. I think it's just you. <laughs> okay. No, it wouldn't be the first time. So, because they keep trying to destroy this thing and failing miserably, citizens, uh, of course, panic and try to leave. You know, Tokyo's nearly deserted. They finally figure, uh, Nagamini and Yonamori figure out that the amulet Asagi carries is the key to this whole thing. So, they figure out that it links them together and they share a life force. The following morning, Gamera returns to destroy Gauss once and for all. They're, so they're, right now, they're, the, the four of them, I guess, are pursuing in a helicopter to witness the air-decisive battle. I like that, air-decisive battle. Um, initially, Gauss emerges victorious after Gamera failed to crash into an oil refinery with, with him. Oh, yeah, that's where he, like, plummets to the earth and in the middle of the oil front. Nice explosions. Right. Oh, very nice, very if, nice. If you like Michael Bay movies, you'll love this part of the movie because big explosions. But um, now Asagi uses what's left of her energy to resurrect Gamera. Both monsters charge their energy to finish each, finish each other off, but Gamera takes the upper hand and blasts Gauss to pieces. Again, cool explosion. Then... Uh, Gamera roars in victory. He turns to look upon Asagi's face for the first time, actually, in the whole movie, and in gratitude releases her of their bond together, at least until it's convenient for the second movie, and returns to the sea. And uh, 
they do have a little commentary epilogue about how since the conditions are uh, still ripe for the guys to return with the pollution and all that, you know, we may we may see it, uh, them again. And Asagi is just like, okay, we'll get Gamera will return if if need be to save us. Yep. And film. Oh, okay. Uh, before we rate this, do you have any uh, thoughts or comments that you really want to share? Or? Um, okay, you, you, I don't know if I, I don't feel fair in saying this, but I was a tiny little bit, I guess you could say, disappointed because when we reviewed uh, the second movie, The Attack of Legion, I was just so blown away at how much better kaiju movies had got as far as effects and writing and acting. And I guess I was expecting this to be on a par with that and mitigating it that it's the first part of a trilogy and what we saw was the second part. I guess I shouldn't be expecting it to be better than uh, that as, you know, theoretically it improves as they go through. But I just kind of thought, I've seen this before. And, and I, I know that's really not fair of me to say that because it's, it's really a good movie. This is actually the second of them that I, that I saw, so we're kind of reviewing them in the order that I saw them. Oh, okay. Because the, the Attack of Legion, like I said, I saw the uh, some of the Lake Texarkana Gamera stuff. Oh, okay. Look it up on YouTube. Um, but then I turned around and watched this, and I just remembered how silly the other Gameras were. Now, mind you, I have all but of they, them. But they were show. fun silly. They were. They were, you know, Nyaki and Tom. Yeah, but um, you know, it's just nice to see them treating it seriously, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, when the new Godzilla comes out in 2014, May 16th, mark it on your calendars. That's right, they just announced. Um, I'm really hoping they do even half a good as job, uh, half a good, half as good a job with that as they did with this, just trying to reboot it. Well, I would say, you know, we are, and we talked about this in a, in a previous review, uh, GMK, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, that's probably the highest bar that's been set as far as kaiju. I, I don't think, to my knowledge, there's never been a better made kaiju movie in terms of special effects, plot. I mean, it, it had it all. I would say, now I'm going to take this movie and Attack of Legion, and I, the name of the third movie escapes me, but... Uh, Revenge of Isis, I believe. Okay. I'm kind of taking them as, since they're a trilogy, I'm taking them as one unit, if you will. I would, I would say it's on a they're on a parallel with each other, but I would say this trilogy is probably the other high benchmark as far as kaiju. And I, again, in terms of special effects... It had some actual writing. It had some halfway decent acting. A little bit of comic relief, but not to the point where you, you've got people rolling their eyes and going, really, we have to watch this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did have characters that uh, people cared about and all that. I, yeah, I, they I, were I, not two-dimensional at all. Right. I felt like there were, you, you could almost sense the backstory on some of these characters, which, I'm sorry, if, if you're having any kind of a decent movie, that's that's what you want out of your, uh, you want your audience to think. Right. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, why don't we rate this baby? Um, whatever the top one is, minus. <laughs> okay, that'd be craptacular minus. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I got to go craptacular just because it was obviously done with affection. It's an enjoyable movie. I've watched it a couple of times now. I actually started watching it a second time, which a lot of times I don't have time or if it takes me forever to watch one of these movies, I just like, okay, now I'm done with it. I don't want to look at it. But I actually did to make a couple of notes uh, for the show. I started watching it a second time and it, it pretty much had me wrapped in the second time, too. Well, what higher praise can you give one of these? Okay, well, we gave the contact information at the beginning. Let's let's give it again. And can you? What's our email address? Okay, is it secretlayerpodcast at gmail dot com? That's correct. Hey, circle wins the square. And you can find us on Podbean at secretlayerdrivein at podbean.com or dot podbean.com see I can do it too and and we we would be remiss if we did not mention that podbean 5.0 was just released today so a lot of new features uh, Joe Bob says check it out <laughs> okay and you can subscribe to us on iTunes uh, yes we figured it out folks yeah uh, you you can also go if you have an Android phone, you can go through, I believe it's called Beyond Pod. Mm-hmm. And Windows Phone listeners, you can subscribe through the Windows Phone store as well. So you have no excuse for not listening to it, basically. That's right. And with that, what's our film for next time? Well, it's our film for next time as we go back and forth between kaiju and non-kaiju. Our non-kaiju film for next week is uh, uh, going to be interesting. It's the uh, I won't call it a classic because uh, uh, nobody's ever heard of it, basically. But uh, it's called. I certainly had never heard of it. I, they used to run it on the on the horror movies on the weekend, but uh, it's called the 4D Man. That's right, and that's with Mr. Gary Seven himself. Oh yeah, what's his, what's his name? Robert Lansing. Yeah, Robert Lansing. Okay, so for the Secret Lair Drive-In. This is D-Dub and Stratosphere saying go watch a B-movie and why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Later, folks. Bye, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Do you eat a family? Do you eat a family?